Before we start the podcast today, I'd like to make a huge shout out to Mike Fenn. Mike Fenn designed and created our logo, which you can see as the podcast image today. If you go look on Mike Fenn Designs on Facebook, he has some awesome work on there, which you can even buy from him. So thanks again, Mike. Welcome back to The Bottom Line. We've been away for a good few months now. Uh, went away for exams. Just never came back. But to be fair, we've come back and hopefully you will be able to tell we've got better audio. We've got the uh, blue snowball ice. Bought it last week. Uh, how does it sound, I suppose? It sounds alright. So I'm here with Caleb. Hello, it feels good to be back. Um exams it was it was a rough time for everyone involved results day tomorrow actually <sighs> don't even talk about it we'll just see how it goes but yeah i feel good to be back i'm ready i'm revitalized let's get going with this podcast yeah and maybe well if results day goes bad enough then maybe we could be making podcasts every day for a living well yeah i mean it might just have to be so please support us yeah if you ever see us in the street notice (laughs) us please just throw us some money or something like that this is all we have (laughs) we failed we did big time but at least today is a it's a glorious day it's it's glorious but we're not talking about SmackDown, not quite yet. We're talking about NXT TakeOver Brooklyn under toi number three. <laughs> See, that's that's my French. I'm going to get a D in French yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to fail French. Yeah, we're all going to fail French. I want to apologise to my... Oh, no, I don't want to apologise to my French teacher. She put me through hell. <laughs> she was so bad. You've never had such a bad teacher. <laughs> Missing. <laughs> Name and shame. Name drop. I really hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> if she is then I'm, I'm really happy I didn't know you were a wrestling fan so <laughs> I, that I suppose <laughs> so NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 first of all have you seen the previous two? Oh yeah I've seen the other two but I will say that before this TakeOver I hadn't watched any NXT since the last TakeOver so I was just going into this completely blind pretty much well, it's like, it's the, for me, it's the same. Every TakeOver, you watch TakeOver, it's amazing. It's NXT TakeOver, and I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to watch weekly shows again. Yeah, now. Uh, and, then, and, then I watch, and then I don't watch the first week, so obviously it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not a proper show, it's just pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. But then the second week, I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, NXT, NXT. And then I watch it for a good two weeks, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have to watch that, do I? Yeah, there's, no. there's no point. So I, I, I haven't watched really since. Uh, what was it? it? It's not San Antonio. What was the last one? Um, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, where Rude defeated that. Atami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He defeated Atami, I think. But that's <coughs> that's by the by. Mm-hmm. We're watching Takeover as ever, and it was possibly the best Takeover ever. I enjoyed it when whenever they come to Brooklyn, they always put on one of the best shows of the year in I've, wrestling. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. Probably I think this the was the best the... show of the weekend. Yeah, I think this is the best Brooklyn one yet. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, probably. I've just got pretty scared. I'm just looking at a, a video from <laughs> from the first match, and I'm Ooh. pretty sure I can see the Bailey girl. <laughs> Look, she's there. 
<laughs> I swear the Bailey girl went emo. Yeah, no, I swear the Bailey girl, she like turned on Bailey and went <laughs> to Alexa. What was that about? We've missed a lot. <laughs> We've missed what? a lot since uh, our uh, little runaway to exams. <laughs> there she is. She's turned heel. She's turned heel. She's the biggest. It's the biggest heel turn since the Big Show back in nineteen ninety nine or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, we we just so obviously the podcast you can't see, but we're looking at pictures of the Bailey girl. She's not, turned heel. Not weirdly though, just like looking at pictures. <laughs> Moving on, yeah, so, probably for the best. The opening actually had code code orange. Was it? Yeah, code orange. Oh, I forgot about that. The completely. band, the band playing. I thought it was alright. It felt a bit like I was watching like WrestleMania twenty four or something. Yeah, it reminded me of the old days where they used to have like. Motorhead for Triple H <laughs> or like Rey Mysterio had a crazy entrance for the band one year at Mania it was alright though it was something a bit different for NXT so I didn't mind I think the best one yet, best one ever I'm going to try and find it now was CM Punk I think it was when he was facing The Undertaker at WrestleMania mm. and he came CM Punk and I think it had been WrestleMania 29 that entrance and he had, all, he had that button playing for mm. him yeah here it is I'm pretty sure and he'll play Court of Personality live. I don't even remember this. Oh, Court of Personality. Wow, that is a real talent there <laughs> that you have. But yeah, that right, Court Orange reminds me of that. Uh, opening package quality as usual yeah. always pretty good uh, first match was Andrade Sienna Almas against Johnny Gargano Johnny Wrestling mm. and what I what, since I last watched NXT I didn't realise but Almas has a manager now Zelina Vega yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that until I saw the show and then I was like who, who is this foreign beauty on my screen, and then and then I did a bit of creepy research, and I found out who it was, and that's that. That's as much as I want to say about that. I heard on the web on a on a podcast that Zelina Vega is in kayfabe the daughter of who's the Vega from old school Sav Savia Savia Vega, yeah. And really? It, yeah. In kayfabe, apparently, <laughs> apparently she is the daughter of Savia Vega. Really? Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, he comes back for a, oh, a crack of it. A bit like Paul Ellering, Paul Ellering's back. But I can't, I'm actually I'm looking at Wikipedia. I can't find out about it. But I swear I heard about it. It's Someone's like someone's probably having you on. Yeah, it's like, probably. Shout out to Inside the Ropes podcast competition. But... Shout out. Fuck you, Kenny. <laughs> Shout out to all the podcasts. Yeah, you, the, there's a lot of them. If, so you, if you're listening, if you're listening to this, I don't know why you're listening. To be honest, because there's a lot better podcasts. But you know what? <laughs> Thank you. We need your listens. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Kenny. I wasn't being arsed to anyone. Yeah, You'll get the reference you, if you're not Kenny Macintosh. Uh, so Andrade Cien Almas defeated Johnny Gargano, but it wasn't clean. It was. It was a uh, what? What happened? Oh, yeah, he uh, chucked, he he chucked threw the, shirt. the shirt in. Yeah, Vega, um, Vega threw the shirt at him, the Champa and Gargano shirt. Yeah. Gargano looks down at it, like, oh, 
no! And, uh, and then almost comes over and just gets him with the um, La Sombra Hamalok DDT. For Is that what one. it's called? Yeah. Probably just DDT. For Everyone the... uses a DDT again nowadays. <laughs> Alexa Bliss, Dirty Deeds, for Ambrose, uh, Glorious oh, DDT. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's it, to be honest. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, but, awkward. But that's four people, to be fair. But Jake the Snake-esque. Yeah. But uh, I thought this was possibly match of the night. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, I'm glad Olmus won, because he hasn't won in about... Eight years, so yeah, and Gargano doesn't really need a win. Olmus definitely needs a win, so this was a good win. Um, I'm glad that the manager got involved. Um, and the DIY feud, it sort of continues. I wish they played on the t-shirt a bit more. It was sort of like a bit of a quick moment. The match, though, itself was really good. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about it. I thought it was it. It's like the perfect starting match. Yeah, it was a good opener. Um, obviously, when you have when you have Johnny Gargano coming up first, it's mm. the crowd will love it. It's a good start to the night. I mean, he didn't Gargano sort of got that Zayn thing where he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to win. No, yeah, it, it doesn't affect him too much. And the, and they did protect him because it wasn't a clean win for Almus. So it keeps it keeps that manager uh, manager and performer sort of relationship going with Vega mm-hmm. or else why would she be there <coughs> but I really like the finisher look watch this so the finisher he DDTs him like flips him mm. yeah. flips him onto no, his yeah, back no yeah Gargano sold that really well I thought he was dead to be honest <laughs> uh, one more thing I will say straight away the first thing I noticed was how good it was to hear Mauro Ronaldo once again it made me so happy to hear his familiar voice uh, and dropping references all night long. I, lo- I love seeing him back and NXT is a great place even though he has to sit next to Percy Watson who is <laughs> something special. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> Percy, Rod- Percy Watkins is showtime, Percy Watkins. But he- he's crap. He's not showtime, he's... Just not good, really, yeah. at the end of the day. Him, David Atunga will throw in the same boat. Baron Saxton, I, I quite no, like. No, Baron Saxton's far worse than no, David Atunga. No, Baron yes, Saxton's good. No, no, Baron Saxton is worse than David Atunga. No, because because JBL bullies him on SmackDown, so it's funny. JBL bullies everyone. It wasn't funny when he bullied Mauro, was it? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. We don't want to get into any legal no, trouble that, here. No, no, definitely not. We don't have the money. We don't have any money. <laughs> I don't know if we afford this microphone to be honest. So we hope you we hope it's doing good sound. Let us know if it isn't. And we'll uh <laughs> bury it. Please <laughs> bury it. And we'll cry. But yeah, it was it was a really good match. Uh, I'm trying to think of any any key moments. They played on the um because I think almost one of his finishes is like runs to the runs mm-hmm. into the he has him up against the turbuckle. Uh, and then he runs at them with the double knees. So they played on that a bit. Um, that's all I have to say about it. It's a really good opening match. Where do you think both men go from here? I was thinking about this, and I think the obvious thing for Gargano is eventually to go with Champa. I don't know if Champa's injury is fully kayfabe or if it's a real injury or anything. I I'm pretty sure it's a real injury. Is it? Yeah, so... they're saying he was out. He's out until March next year. Well, that just makes things a bit of an issue. Um, 
I don't know, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I genuinely don't know what either of these guys can do. I'm sure there's something that they can do. There's always guys floating around in NXT, but the roster's so thin at the moment that, that it might be time to bring in a couple more additions, especially with the uh, one of the big performers going on to SmackDown. Mm. Well, I think if almost now he he just goes there and he puts people over. I mean, he didn't do here, to be fair. So they obviously have a bit of stock behind him, but mm. he's one that could do well or just on the main roster, I think. Yeah, I think he could be the Elias of SmackDown, maybe. Just like a, a heel guy who you know is not, yeah. not going to be one of the main guys. But... He, he's on the main roster and he buries people like R-Truth. Oh no, don't talk about that. Don't talk about R-Truth, why is he still existing? Anyway, this is the NXT one, so we'll leave that for later. <laughs> so after the match, Gargano did his usual, like he like sits down done in the middle of the ring. Yeah. They've uh, been playing like, they did it in the Cruiserweight Classic mm-hmm. and after they lost the tag titles before Champa turned. So they might play on that later, I'm not sure. But next up, in the skybox, Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan. <coughs> I love this. So basically they were just... So obviously Kurt Angle, general manager of Raw, Daniel Bryan of SmackDown Live, and they were just up in the skybox scouting talent. I'm, I'm doing rabbit finger here, so mm, yeah. like, like you can see it. But yeah, scouting talent, apparently. So presume, And there was wrestlers hanging out with them, so presumably the wrestlers were pitching there their talents to the main roster workers. Um, I like this because it it could could lead to perhaps in the next superstar shake up, NXT becoming a third brand. Mm, I like I liked it. I thought it put the GMs over as actually doing their job, which sometimes yeah. it, you can just tell that they're just like actors. Yeah. As, as opposed to actually scouting talent and whatever. But, yeah, I thought that was really good. And then, yeah, I wouldn't be against NXT becoming a third brand. I mean, it'd be weird to get used to it and I'd have to watch it every week, yeah. which is the only problem. Another hour of wrestling on my television. And the issue is, when I watch Road Smackdown, I watch them as... I don't I don't watch the matches. I like... Because I watch... Generally, I don't watch it live. So if I don't watch it live, I just watch it on a watch wrestling. Uh, that's a, a legal site. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I watch on watch wrestling, and when there's a match on, I just skip it, skip it, and I could skip until the end of the match where some shenanigans or something happens, mm. or I just watch the finish of the match, and that's it. Because I don't have time to be watching three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown every week, unfortunately. Yeah, if I'm so, not watching live, then I will just skip because. Who has time? Yeah, to and, watch all that. And the and with NXT, if you skip some of that, you practically skip the whole show because it's all just exactly. wrestling matches. Exactly. So that's why I don't watch it particularly. I I, I will watch it now because of uh, some surprise uh, mm. guests that we'll uh, talk about later. Uh, but next up after the Skybox we've got the NXT Tag Team Championship match and I think this was possibly match of the night you just said that about the first match did I say that yeah <laughs> every match on the NXT takeover is a match of the night this is like Corey Graves on yeah, it yeah bracketology is. just it saying is. you know what she's my pick yeah next person no, she, no she's my pick to win <laughs> but the NXT Tag Team Championship match 
we had Sanity defeating the Authors of Pain via pinfall to win the tag titles. Now, just a quick mention, Sanity, it was meant to be Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane, previously known as Big Demo. We saw Big Demo at uh, WCPW True Legacy. Uh, that was when he announced. That was the last appearance for WCPW, where he announced, "I'm going on a holiday to Orlando," and the whole the crowd started chanting, "NXT, NXT." I loved it. That was a great <laughs> night. I just wish Marty Kirby could go with him. Yeah, but I've not even watched WCPW since you know. No, neither. We'll go to another show sometime. Yeah. Shout out to What Culture and the Boys. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll they'll really appreciate that coming from the bottom line. Yeah, no, I mean, us <laughs> small brands have got to stick together. Small <laughs> brands like what culture? Well, you know, you know, uh, you you listen to Cheap Pete, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We Peter Rosenberg, and he's yeah. been getting beef off what culture, and he go and he he's he goes on his podcast. He goes, uh, "Well, the guys from what culture? Yeah, the." Uh, they are uh, calling me out, but who are what culture? And and he and he's like, uh, who? Oh, I think it was Stat Guy Greg who was recording a podcast where he had to go. Oh, they're uh, they're they're a YouTube channel in the UK. And they didn't even know who they are. And I'm like, no, <laughs> these guys got me to watch wrestling again. <laughs> Shout out to Rosenberg though. Yeah, sweet sweet Peter Rosenberg sweet, and Cheap Pete. He's he he was on was he on the kickoff? For, he was on the kickoff for SummerSlam. I know. I don't think it was for Takeover. No, I don't think it was. It was all they had all the main roster wrestlers like uh, Baron mm. Corbin. <laughs> Baron Corbin. He was walking up the steps to the skybox wherever where they do the kickoff, and they were going, "You fucked up, <laughs> you fucked up." Which to be fair, he did. Not because of Cassidy's briefest, but because he pissed people off backstage. Yeah. We'll come on to that in the uh, SummerSlam review, I think. Or the, the SmackDown one. But for now, the NXT Tag Team Championship, it was meant to be Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane, as I was saying, but it was actually... They were up on the ri- they were up in the ring, and then as Alexander Wolfe went to tag Killian Dane, Eric Young like, tapped him on the shoulder and went, yeah, let me in, bro. I'll, I'll take this one. So they killing did stepped down, and uh, because there hadn't been a tag in the match, they were legally allowed to apparently. Well, hang on, let's <laughs> talk about that. Apparently, is that really legal? Because I was watching and I was thinking, he's not been, it's not a registered match, <laughs> and he's not been granted the title he's not match. Been is granted it? the title match, you can't just do that. And the referee was just like, okay, let's go, come on. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like the Usos just going. You know what, Jey Uso, you 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 take you take take break for this one, Rikishi, Dad, come on, come on, Dad, come on, so that, come on. That confused me to be honest. Use that big ass of yours. Oh no, that is an image I've got Kim, out of my Kim mind. Kim K, <laughs> get over here, Dad. So I, I don't know what the I don't know what the rules are on this. I no. think it was it was more like, you know what. Well, let it go. Yeah. So Eric Young ended up in the match with Alexander Wolf. I thought it was a fantastic match. So basically, mm-hmm. it was just a chaotic match, which is sanity matches. Yeah. Um, seemingly since the last takeover, sanity have turned face. Okay. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. Seems that way. They weren't perfect. Perfect like that. I suppose it's a bit like the Wyatt family. They should yeah. be faces, but yeah. The the least the less said on <laughs> the Wyatt family, the better really. Mm. Where yeah. is Luke Harper? Is Where anyone, is he? Has anyone filled in a police missing report? <laughs> Where is he? 
No, uh, one thing I thought was weird was the fact that usually on TakeOver, you have all the non-title matches, then you have the title matches, like, all in one go. I just thought that the placing of having the tag title match before uh, matches that didn't involve a title, like the Atami match, was a bit weird, but it, it worked, I guess. Um, the match itself was really cool. They had the table spot with... Day, uh, Day, Killian Dane. I'm trying not to call him Damo. Um, on my notes, I put shout out to Damo. He's the best ever. No, seriously, doing it big for the UK. Oi, oi! I'm such a weirdo. Why am I still writing? <laughs> yeah, I, I, wrote, I don't write notes. I work, I work off the cuff. <laughs> Mister No Days Off. That's me. <laughs> yeah, not Darren Young. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Let's Mr. make Nardo's Darren Young great again. Let's make the bottom line great for the first, for the first time. time. <laughs> but, no. yeah, the end of that table spot, that was incredible. So, basically, Young and Wolf hit back-to-back suicide dives on Officer Payne. Uh, so, they were all on the outside, and Nikki Cross followed with an attempted splash <laughs> while the referee was distracted. So, she had, she got into the ring. She, like, stepped up on the ring apron. And then the crowd started going, yes, yes, yes. They were absolutely lapping it up. They loved Nikki Cross, which is fair enough. And then she got in the ring, and then her, like, four-foot self, just walking over. And she's walking over, and then Paul Ellery Paul gets in the ring. And I thought they were going to fight, and I was absolutely buzzing for it. I thought they were going to kick off, but the referee stopped him. So the referee was distracted by Ellery. Nikki Cross got up on the, the turnbuckle, jumped, jumped, but then she got caught by Razor, who then just basically just carried her, and then he was he turned round to look to look at the rest of them, like picking her up. And Killian Day was running right at him and just speared him. No, no, he crossbody, sorry, he, like a diving crossbody. And they just, all three of them just went absolutely smashed through the table, which Eric Young had set up at the start of the match. And it was glorious. Abs. Oh, glorious. But yeah. Glorious. It was incredible. So it was just the best spot of the night for me. Yeah, it was. In terms of a match. And then. Basically, Wolf then lifted up Aiken as Young hit an elevated diving netbreaker to get the pinfall. That that wasn't it. So you had that. That was it. I thought the officer pain of it really improved since. Yeah, they have. I remember they were when green they first started. Yeah. They, were, oh. they were poor, but they've they've got really bad. They've really improved since then. Yeah, they have. And I think Alexander Wolf perhaps stole the show here yeah i'm so happy for alexander wolf like i, I remember want, at I first he was like just him. he was just like is this guy even in nxt <laughs> or is he just like a jobber and then like it turned out that he'd been in nxt for like six years or something yeah and it was like whoa he's that actually he's from germany isn't he? yeah i'm actually pretty happy for him because he was irrelevant for a few years and now he's found his footing with sanity and he's a champion so crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if any of you watched, have you watched American Horror Story? No. If any of you watched American Horror Story, uh, just imagine Alexander Wolf and just imagine Naomi Grossman, who's the, the Pepper character, and that is Alexander Wolf. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> no. Alexander so, Wolf looks nothing like that. So I've just shown Caleb a picture of Pepper. That's horrible. <laughs> Let's be honest, Pepper is Alexander Wolf. No. With that just little bit of hair up top. No. <laughs> but then after the match, <laughs> basically, 
Sanity were celebrating there, and oh my god. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly came out and hit the ring to lay out both Sanity and the Office of Pain, the former tag team champions from around the world, not in NXT, specifically concentrated on Eric Young, leaving him laying flat in the middle of the ring before holding up the tag team titles. This was incredible. Mm, I love this. I remember when I used to watch... Hello. When I used to watch the indies a bit, I didn't watch it that much, but I used to watch Ring of Honor. Um, I remember these two being on, being the tag champions for a very long time, and it was always a highlight of the show. Um, It's what the tag team division needed in NXT, I think, because it's just got a bit thin now. But yeah, I'm really excited for this, uh, see where it goes. I'm glad that they're in WWE because they both deserve it. So, yeah. Well, I've never watched any of their stuff before. I've never I've never even watched Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. Oh. I'm ashamed. But I've never watched it. But I, in specific, I absolutely love this. They felt like stars as soon as it came out. Mm. I think that was more because of the hype I had. But that that's wrestling. But I thought they, they looked like stars. I thought Bobby Fish has an incredible look with the mm. beard. I think he he's perfect. But... Apparently, Kyle O'Reilly's the better He's, he's the better wrestler, definitely. Like, he's, be- he's better than someone else we'll be talking about later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was quite strange because the, the best wrestler of them all, it, it just came out in full black. Like, mm. it looked like he didn't look as big of a star, but yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I think, is, are they called Redragon or Red Dragon? Red Dragon. I don't know why the D and the R are capital letters in, like, yeah. the way it's styled. I don't get it. Neither. If you uh, know, yeah, if you know, please let us know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you will, but... We have social media. We oh, do. we do. We do. So our our Twitter handle is at TBLPD. Basically stands for the bottom line, Paul Duckworth. Um, yeah, so let's know on there. You can all, always email us. Yeah. At poolandduckworth at gmail.com. Uh, so let us know about that. Or you can, if you're listening and you're part of the Kind of Wrestling Facebook group, we're in there. You should see us commenting quite a lot. Shout out to Eric Kalunga, if you're listening. We know you're quite That's a big fan. That's my guy right there. That's my guy. Shame he thinks Bobby Roode's mediocre in the ring. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> so, I think, yeah, fantastic that these guys are here. Um, What do you think happens to Authors of Pain now? Because I thought they were going to go up. I thought they were going to go up, but it seems like it. we might have one more month of... Mm. This the whole... typical NXT thing. Yeah, which I don't like when they do this. Bit. No, I don't. But they could have a good freeway. They could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, less said about that, the better. Um, they could have a, a good free <laughs> a tag team on tag team on tag team match <laughs> in the WWE ring. It's not like edgy, it's not like edgy, edgy, edgy leader. Oh my god. So yeah, we look forward to that freeway. I'm sure the authors of pain. <laughs> <laughs> they, get, they, they get grinding in the ring, do they? Insanity just bring that chaos to the equation. You never know what's gonna happen. Are they going to let it go? Are they going to pull out of the, the match? No. <laughs> and uh, Bobby Fish. Well, they, they say sperm can uh, swim. A bit like fish. Let's move. <laughs> the next match. 
So yeah, we hope, we hope for the freeway. And we hope to God they televise it. Ah, oh, stop the damn match. <laughs> oh my God. So we had, next we had Alistair Black uh, defeating Hideo Itami. Alistair Block, Block, Alistair, Alistair Block, Alistair Black absolutely stole the show here with just his entrance alone. So we know his entrance is good as it is. Yeah. But they had Code Orange playing live. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool. Which like, shows they have a lot of stock in him, I suppose. Yeah. They're willing to have him playing live, and he he came out like, <laughs> and then he was like walking through past past the band he could, it was quite funny you could see him he would stop there in front of the band and they go yeah and they were like waving their hair back and forth because they're rockers but then Hideo Tommy, I'm really gutted that his entrance is still the same yeah it's so boring buried him haven't they really well because why are these two facing each other <laughs> that's what I want to know that's what I want to know because they didn't have a package specifically they just showed Tommy being a dick to Cassius Orno so how did he get to here why, why are they facing each other let us know TBLPD at Twitter. Uh, yeah, I thought the match was brilliant. Um, I thought it was exactly what I expected. Yeah. Um, there were some awesome moves in it. Like, uh, well, I think Atami landed the biggest spot of the match when he hit like a modified Michinoku driver from the oh, top rope. That was incredible. Yeah, and it, the black kicked out at the two count. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ref went one, two. Sweet, I love that. When the crowd, when the crowd goes, it's a bit like the uh, when they go. What is it before the match when they go? The match set for one fall. One fall. <laughs> I I still feel I should be give we should be in credit for that because I swear it started at WCP. Probably didn't did it. But... I don't know. I don't know. Moving on, yeah. Mitch Luku driver kicked out at two. Uh, and in the end, Black escaped from a go-to-sleep attempt from Atami and hit the Black Mass spinning kick, and he got the pinfall. This, what do you think of the Black Mass? I think the Black Mass is very... I don't really know. I, I like it. I just think it shouldn't be his finisher. Like, I think it would be perfect as like a signature finish. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, it's like... They don't really do signature finishes anymore. Like, no. I mean, twenty ten signature finishes and your finisher were yeah. like crucial because you'd like I'd be playing SmackDown vs Raw and Edge would uh, Rey Mysterio do. Uh, well, it was really annoying because the six one nine was his signature mm. and his finisher was actually oh, when he yeah. jumped up and did that and just like yeah. sat on the head. Yeah, I really yeah. hated that. But uh, you'd say like after Undertaker have the choke slam and then he'd go into the uh, tombstone. Same with everyone. Batista would have his. Big Show would have the same. Nowadays, they don't really use signature because, like, oh, for example, Black Mask can come out of nowhere. RKO out of nowhere. Cena just takes the attitude adjustment. He doesn't. He never gets it after a five knuckle shuffle these days, unless he's absolutely burying someone. Where it's just like, yeah, five knuckle shuffle up on your shoulders, eh? But normally, it's just out of nowhere with Mm. finishes these days. So. I suppose it works as his finisher in that sort of way, but maybe if he got a new finisher at some point, that'd be good. The best spots I love from Alistair Black is when he, say, like, Tommy's on the outside, and Alistair Black runs, jumps onto the ropes, and kicks himself back and flips, and then sits down into the, uh, he's like, way cross leg and just looks cool as fuck. I'm going to be honest, I don't even remember that. Well, he, like, he runs, he runs at the rope, and then he goes... 
he runs at the rope and the ropes oh, here and then he just flips back off the rope yeah, and just yeah, sits yeah. down there like the way he sits down it's just like yeah it's perfect when he when he does his entrance it's just so smooth he just goes over the top where he just like flips over the top and then just sits down he he could be massive could Alistair Black yeah definitely Uh, but it'd be interesting because I think he could flounder a bit in NXT because he's not going to be in the title picture I don't think no because that's going to be taken up by Drew and someone else Mm -hmm. but um, yeah it'd be interesting maybe uh, see I can see a feud with him and Oh no, I could see a feud with him and Almas. Yeah, I was just thinking. And then a Tommy with Gargano for yeah. a month. I don't want that, but it's probably most likely. Yeah. What but, happened to Roderick Strong? Well, apparently, obviously we haven't been watching NXT on the NXT the pre the NXT show before Brooklyn. He had a match with Drew McIntyre, and then Roderick Strong. Are you joking? No, he had a match with Drew McIntyre. And that that match, Drew was already number one contender. But if Roderick Strong would beat Drew, he would get a shot at the champion after takeover. True, true. Ah, <laughs> oh. but yeah. So nothing's really happened. He's just he was coming off that sort of feud with Rude, but obviously they didn't think he was good enough to get a title shot. Oh. And they had more stock in McIntyre, so I think he's just been left a bit. I really like Roddy. Yeah, I think he could do well on the main roster. I think what have been perfect on SmackDown would have been. When a certain someone came out, he could have him to up to them. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see where Strong goes from here. Because maybe maybe he goes into a feud with, like, a Tommy or something. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it just seems a bit of a waste. Mm. But next up, we had what what most people were calling the match of the night. I'm not going to agree. I don't understand why. But it was the NXT Women's Championship match. You had Asuka defeating Ember Moon via submission. And people are saying this is like the second best women's match they've ever seen, alongside Bailey and Sasha. And I'm just again, I don't know. Why. I do not understand it. I'm sorry. I, I I've only watched it once live, but yeah, maybe I need to go back and watch it again. I think but... it's. Be- I wasn't. I wasn't concentrating throughout the match because I just don't find entertainment in Asuka. No, to... I just struggle to get into anything Asuka does. I because just don't. I know she's gonna win. Yeah. I. I d- and the difference is this time I didn't know she was going to be win, but I goddamn hope she did because I don't like Ember Moon. I, I like love her. Ember Moon. No, I like. Her. I don't think she's the one to beat Asuka though. I love Ember Moon. Oh, Ember she... Moon, if you're listening, hit my phone number up. We'll sort something out. Um, no, nah, she... I just struggle to I get find, into it. I find her. I find Ember Moon not the one to beat Asuka. I think she's okay. No, I'm not saying that she should beat Asuka. Yeah. To be honest, I think I just don't think she connects with the audience as well as she should. Mm. Yeah, it is a slight problem. I don't. I liked the ending to the match. Yeah. Where you had the eclipse, which the is an eclipse, awesome finisher. The eclipse is a great finisher. And it was the first time anyone's ever kicked out of it. Yeah. Which is fair enough. I bit for that. I thought she was going to win. I was gutted. Mm. Um, but then, so yeah, she kicked out of the eclipse. And then Moon went for a second attempt of the eclipse, which never works, let's be honest. When you go for a second attempt, it just doesn't work. Just stop doing it. It's just stupid. So anyway, uh, she went for the second clips and from it was like a throwback to uh, San Antonio where Asuka shoved the ref in the way. Uh, so then Moon hit the splash off the top rope that Asuka reversed into a pin attempt. That She kicked out of it, uh, but that opened the door for like a frantic finish as Asuka applied an armbar and uh, twice nearly succumbed to rolling pin attempts. 
but the champion really never let go of a submission and transitioned into the Ascalot to force the tap out. Now, the finish was all well and good, but I'm just reading online it says this was the best NXT women's match since the original Force Horsewomen, Four Horsewomen still ran the territory. That's probably right, because there's not been any good matches. No, it, that's like saying... Um, oh, well, <laughs> if if Blackburn beat Burnley tonight, that would be the best performance in years. But yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's, it's there's nothing there's, to go against. Yeah. It's like... Like, oh, right, sorry it isn't as good as... Sorry it's, sorry it's better than the matches with Peyton Royce and Billy Yeah, Kay. exactly. There's no real competition, but... There's, there's been, let's think... Peyton Royce and Billy Kate. The one, the only Cox. one I liked, there was that four-way. That I liked four that four-way. Way. It was, it, four but it, but was, it was a really short match. Yeah, it was. But apart from that, you've had nothing. I'm pretty sure oh. you faced Nia Jax like yeah. twice. That's so. I think the better match was this was the one with Nikki Cross. There, it was just you probably what I seen. It was on a random NXT no. episode, and they had the last woman standing match. No. That was quality. They were like going through everything. Who did ask a face? And it was really Bailey. No, Mickey James. Yeah, I loved that. That was a good one. I thought I that was way like, better than this. Like yeah. That. So, oh, yeah. Up oh, for all of you out there, I think uh, Asuka versus Mickey James was better than this. Yeah, I do. Too. I loved that match when Mickey James came back. I was buzzing. You know, I'm meant to be Trish Stratus. Really? Yeah, but the, she got pregnant. Oh, so then well, they, were, they were like, kind of stop things. Yes, they, they were like, oh Mickey, um, you're you so know, fine. yeah, you you can you can wrestle. Mm. She's done nothing since since no. she moved on to the main roster. But that's shit. fine. Yeah, because she did a job. She, she's she getting paid and shit at the end of it. Uh, yeah, it's like people she's go, getting more than us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people go, oh Kurt Hawkins has got a losing streak of a hundred <laughs> matches, but he's been paid for hundred matches. <laughs> he, he don't he don't he don't not get paid when he loses. He gets paid. I'm sure he's pretty happy as he is. Maybe he wouldn't get paid if he was wrestling for GFW. <laughs> or if he worked for rock culture. <laughs> but we're not going to comment on that. No. Well, I think we already did. <laughs> um, Ember Moon, though, I didn't like how she tapped out. I think with someone who should be... She's claimed how she really wants this title. Mm. And she's a bare face. Why is she tapping out? Why is she giving up? That's literally giving up. Giving up on her dream. Mm. I think mm. she should have passed out in the Ascalot, something like that. Maybe. Because it makes Ascalot like an absolute beast again, and Ember's protected then. Because now she's given up. She's literally given up at her dream. Yeah, true. I mean, there's no coming back for her, really, is there? But no, I don't see how she can be the one to beat Asuka now. No, she won't. Be. And I don't see the new con. I, I see people going, Ember should have won. Well, why? Well, Ember should have won because who else is going to beat Asuka? I can't see anybody else there. It's not. It's not Asuka's fault. Well, that's, not, that's, that's not the thing. I've got three words to answer that. May Young Classic. <sighs> exactly. See, the next contender doesn't have to be in NXT now. Just because no one's good enough doesn't mean you just take the belt off her. Give the winner of the May Young Classic a shot at Asuka for yeah. the title. Have her go over. See that the May Young Classic will provide so many more women. It will do. Anyone saying, oh, no, there's not enough women in NXT right now or in WWE, like, yeah. don't worry because this May Young Classic yeah. is going to provide so much more talent uh, and it's going to be better matches, I, I, I would hope, <laughs> for Asuka. Yeah, Peyton. I think they'd be good on SmackDown, them two. I think they would. I, I like that. I'd like... I could see them, like, being with Carmella or something. Like... <laughs> yeah. It's like a modern-day Lakeo. 
Yeah, the Layla and Michelle Nichols. Is. That that's practically what they are. Yeah. Um but next up was well the match of not sorry, I was gonna say the match tonight, but Again, it was another match. <laughs> another tonight. match tonight. But it was the match that closed the show. It was the NXT championship match. Um Drew McIntyre defeated Bobby Roode to win the title. Uh he won with the oh, the the Claymore, that's his finisher. Basically, mm-hmm. Roderick Strong's finisher and Danny yeah. Bryan's finisher. They yeah. all have the same finisher these days. It's the running single leg front kick. Well, you either have a DDT. Yeah, or you have a front single a front running. F- yeah, front drop kick. A running single leg front drop kick. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've seen people like saying they didn't like this match. Well, before we go to that, we've got the, so the entrances first. I was disappointed with Bobby Roode's. Yeah, it was the, it was literally exactly same as they had last time with the piano and the droplets going down. Do, 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 yeah. do, do. They give him the the you're losing tonight entrance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whereas back in time got the full on like, well from Highlands mate. Yeah, but I hated it. I hate. <laughs> I don't like. It. I don't like his entrance music as it is. The issue is, I've got a little cousin who plays bagpipes, right, <laughs> and he annoys me so much with them. He's Scottish. He's perfect. He's really good at the bagpipes. Oh yeah, look at me. I'm, look at I'm look amazing. at perfect Peter over look there. Look at perfect <laughs> Peter over there. He's not called Peter. Look at perfect <laughs> Peter over there. He's really good at the bagpipes. He's making money off it, and he's ten. Well, I don't care. Okay, it's he's a horrible making, shrieking noise. He's making money off it. Yeah, he does like events and stuff oh no way but I don't like Drew McIntyre's music um no I it's just boring no. and it's like too dark and it's boring now what do you think of this theme music should be right oh classic do 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 Broken Dreams. Classic. That was... They, they, they played some of that in the promo package and I was like, get in. They might be using mm. it again. But yeah, I didn't. thought they were going to use it. But... But what do you think of this theme music? Please don't. I think you're about to recognise it. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a fresh start and not mention he who must not be named ever again. Voldemort. Yeah. But, uh, ooh, back on topic, uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre, yeah. Why doesn't he have the Broken Dreams theme tune? That would, that would have been so much better. And that, the entrance is cool, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, but get your bad types out. <laughs> <laughs> Your bagpipes, <laughs> but but the music's just crap. It's too boring. So I didn't really like the entrance. I think they should go back mm. to the Broken Dreams. Yeah, it was sort of like we get it. You're Scottish. <laughs> but the the match, right? So I've seen people calling like it's a crap match, but I completely disagree. This is a typical NXT Championship match mm. where. So you you've got your class matches where you go oh yeah Tommy oh Tommy did a really good match about Alistair Black oh yeah but it's a fifteen minute match the difference is this has to fill half an hour mm. so they have to start the match out slow yeah and build it up into a, a culmination at the finale definitely and 
that's what it's like a classic AWA yeah, old is. old school style with Rude that he wrestled yeah. and McIntyre could do the exact same mm-hmm. and I think the spot of the night for me was it was like Undertaker Esquire um, McIntyre uh, late in late in the match attempted I think it's a called a top a top con hilo mm. over the top over the top rope yeah where he like runs 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 and then just does a backflip over and hits him with his legs and it's like it was like Undertaker from Wrestlemania mm. 25 where he didn't get caught by the was it Jimmy Snooker's son oh yeah yeah he didn't catch him he was meant to be the cameraman mm. meant to catch him but less said about Jimmy Snooker and his fucking daughter Tamina <laughs> the shittest wrestler I've ever seen don't be mean oh if you listen to our Smackdown review you'll hear me ranting about this woman I hate her. I hate her so much. Fucking Lana as well. Oh <sighs> yeah, he, he hit this this move on the top row. I thought it was an incredible move. Um, I thought the end of the match was brilliant because you had... It was like reminiscent of all the rude matches, especially with Nakamura where he hit his glorious DDT. But then Pick got it up again, hit him with it again, and then he rolled through and got him up again to hit him with a third time. And that's the one where you know, yeah, mm. McIntyre's winning yeah. this counter with a headbutt, which was pretty cool to see. And then his Claymore finisher, and then he got the one, two, three. So I thought I've I really enjoyed the match. Yeah. I thought this was a perfect time to change the title. Drew's first takeover match, to be fair, but Rude, I think Rude had to go. Mm-hmm. It seemed like his time was done there, and he's he's not young. He's thirty nine, I think no. now. Yeah. Get just get him up, get him up on the main roster, which they did. Um, yeah. McIntyre can head it into a feud with perhaps Atami, perhaps Almas, but more specifically, Adam Cole, baby! Oh my god, another one of my Ring of Honor favourites back in the day. I remember when I got into Ring of Honor, I used to watch this guy in the main event every like week he was in the main event on the pay-per-views he was in brutal matches for the ring of honor championship with like jay briscoe who is absolutely lethal i just remember him going through tables thumbtacks and stuff it was one of the craziest matches i've ever seen um i'm so excited to see what adam cole can do and i'm so happy that mcintyre is a champion he deserves it more than anyone else i mean once he got cut from the WWE, he just went back to the indies straight away. He started working on creating more of a serious character after being in that mess, 3MB, which really, if you think about it now... It's not a mess anymore, it's is it? Two, world cha- two, two champions. Two champions. And uh, a person Heath, who stole, Heath stole Heath, the KFC advert. Yeah, Heath was your man for KFC. He, he was a tag team champion. I mean, they've all done fairly well to get back from 3MB, to be honest. Except from uh, the fourth member, Hornswoggle. <laughs> when the horse saw him, and he had, oh, that, and he had yeah, that the... shitty little long hair. No, no, do you remember, I don't know if you remember, Hornswoggle versus El Torito in a WLC match. A what? A WLC match. A WLC, what do you mean? It was... A miniature TLC match. Oh, I'm YouTubing this now. No <laughs> it, was way. The, it was actually a really good match. I enjoyed no. it a lot. No way. A we, a, we, I found it. We all see full match. <laughs> it was a really good match. It was. No. 
It was a really brutal match. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this later on. Guys, so shout good. out Hornswoggle versus El Torito in a wheels. I actually really enjoyed that match. <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, so the three NBA have done pretty well for themselves. So after the match, McIntyre, Rudy got out of there. McIntyre was like celebrating. He was on his knees in the ring. And then the camera just pans to the left and you see Red Dragon just up on the turnbuckle. And they stood around the turnbuckle. <laughs> the turnbuckle on the ring apron and you're like, holy shit. And you know, you know, you know what's happening now. You can hear people, you can see yeah, them so so then, so then, And then you suddenly hear this like, yeah! <laughs> and, then, and then the camera just slowly turns to the right and you can see the crowd like jumping up in joy. And you know exactly what's going on. You know that it's a special day, baby. And suddenly, out of nowhere, Adam Cole, former ring of former three-time Ring of Honor champion and former American leader of the Bullet Club, um, he just came out. He greeted McIntyre in the ring, greeted him with uh, a gr- an aggressive approach, beat him up in the middle of the ring with Red Dragon. Um, hit him with then a super kick and so McIntyre was down they started punching him and then Adam Cole lifted up the NXT title like yeah I'm coming for it and it was the beginning of, of a new faction I think the uh, what I would like to call the Dishonourables oh my god that's good that's good no it's not the Dishonourables because no. of Ring of Honor because of Ring of Honor yeah I get why but no Personally, I love it. That was poor. Let's know what you think. It, it's time. It's time for Balor Club. It's almost time. Adam Cole, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Gallows and Anderson. Get them oh all. Oh my god! It's almost time. See, so could I imagine if we had right? See, so Finn Balor, AJ Styles, obviously Bullet Club. Yep. Gallows and Anderson, Bullet Club. Adam Cole, former Bullet Club. So you have to five, and then you had the sort of. The new young bucks of the group were in being yeah. in being Red Dragon, and you can have all seven of them. Yeah, I know. That'd oh, be like four of them have been members, uh, leaders of the yeah. club. They just take the leaders. Whoever, who's leader now? It's Kenny. Uh, yeah, sort of, isn't it? It's Kenny, but then Cody was challenging for it. They'll be having a match before long, I think. Are they? They're not having one, but they they, they, they teased it because in in Okada versus Omega two. Rhodes came down to the ring, chucked in the white towel, or attempted to before the young book stopped him, and in the like saying he's no Omega's done, it's not good enough, and then Omega did the exact same in Cody's match with Ricardo, so the t- the teasing like who's the leader there? So I think they'll be having a match before long, you know. Mm. So you've got AJ was the leader. AJ Balor. Balor was a leader. Anderson was a leader for a while. Was he back yeah. in the back in the old days? And. Um, Cole was a Cole. leader too. And then you have Gallows. Yeah. And then you have the, the Red Dragon guys. Uh, that's, a, that's a crazy faction. Oh, so good. And they just called them like the Dishonourable. No, <laughs> the Ballad Club, obviously. They've, they, they've been pushing it, but they never do anything with it. And then the fans became the Ballad Club. Oh, that's so shit. <laughs> Finn just comes out and goes, I, the Ballad Club are here tonight, aren't they? <laughs> and then everybody kind of goes, Yay, we're in the Ballad Club. That's us. No. Turn them all heel. Yeah. Have them just beating people up on Raw and SmackDown. They don't care about brands. They become the new NWO. They just go from brand to brand, beat everyone up, take all the titles. Oh, my God. It needs to happen. A, a, a brand new NWO, you say? Mm. 
What's the end of we were themed you know? New, 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 new world at bed. That, that's it. I want to Google it. I think I remember this being a really good film. Oh, yeah, it, it's like one of the best films ever. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if the new world order came back today? Can you imagine if Hulk Hogan came back as a member of the <laughs> racist alliance? <laughs> <laughs> just, just united with um who's a classic racist now in WWE apart from Vince obviously big cast confederate supporter uh, no, Ra- Randy political. Randy Orton Randy's when, not a racist right look, when, look just listen to this just a quote from Randy Orton Rusev they, no, all, they always used to no. say Rusev hated black people because they used to feud him against black people at the start <laughs> When when Randy Orton lost to Jinder Mahal, yeah. and he said he came out and smacked out, and he said, "Jinder, if my father ever knew that I'd lost to someone like you, he'd whoop my ass. Someone like you, I'll make I'll let you make your own presumptions about that, but someone like you, someone black, that's what I think he meant. <laughs> no, he just meant someone who's not very good." Mm, right, so. But Jinder is good, but we'll get on to that later. I'll tell you what is good. And they cut, they cut, they, at the end of Takeover, so they had the uh, the Dishonorables in the ring. No, they didn't. They, they had, had Adam... Red Dragon and Adam Cole. So they had, so they had the Dishonorables no, in the ring. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. And, and, they, and that's when they cut to, like, yeah, we've finished now. But, oh my god, listen to, just listen to this pop. If you, you'll have heard this, won't you? When he goes to the top of the ramp. Mm. So, if for you guys who haven't heard it, you just listen to an Adidas advert, but I'll just show you. So, Adam Cole and the, the, the Dishonorables get out of the ring, and they, walk, and they walk up to the top of the ramp, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we love you. But then, obviously, you know the Adam Cole baby, and this must have been the biggest Adam Cole baby ever. So, they go to the top of the ramp, and it's incredible. Just listen, just listen to this pop. Oh, we've, I've missed it. One sec. It's incredible. He lifts his arms up and everyone's like, yeah, Adam Cole, baby. Here it is. Three, two. Here it is. And the whole arena does it. So huge. And, and you had Red Dragon stood either side of him and him with just his arms up. And then the camera cuts to McIntyre in the ring. It's looking absolutely dead. It was the biggest pop of the night, and mm. these three are already stars for me. Adam Cole is so over. So, where do you think, so do you think Adam Cole versus McIntyre now? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I'm into it. Yeah, I'm totally into it. So, on a whole, how would you have rated this pay-per-view? Good, bad? Uh, this was a very good pay-per-view. One of the best takeovers ever if not the best takeover ever, it was filled with... There was not a bad match on the card. I mean, we've come used to that on takeovers now, but this was something else. This was something special. You look at the talent on the card and it. everyone thought NXT would be dead by this stage after we had Owens and Balor and all of them coming up and then Nakamura came up, but... It it just never ends. It's like a conveyor belt of talent. Like it was it was an incredible show. Um so happy Malrose back as well and uh yeah, I just, I just loved it in general. Good show. 
Uh, I share the same sentiments. I thought it was a great show. The best takeover Brooklyn yet, in my opinion, and I think it's the best takeover yet, to be honest. I don't, I can't think of any that's be- been better. I thought this was an incredible show from top to bottom. Perfect way to start it with um, Omos and Gargano. Then you had the uh, tag match, which which stole the show for me. Then you had uh, Tommy versus Black, which was a good match again. The women's match, I thought it was a good match. I'm not saying it was a bad match. I just don't think it was as good as people say. Uh, I'd have to watch it. I'll have to watch it back though, and then make another comment. But I thought the the main event was match of the night. Mm. I've said it about everything now, apart yeah. from the women's match. But I thought it was a yeah a brilliant show. Triple H is doing absolute wonders down there mm-hmm. in NXT, and it's almost time to make that a third brand, which I think they're thinking of doing. Yeah, possibly. I don't. I don't want them to rush it though. But yeah, we'll see. Talking about rush, have you heard of the new signing? Yes, Leo Rush Leo for NXT. Rush. He's he's very exciting. Like that. I watched one episode of Ring of Honor again just randomly one week, and I saw him, and I was like, "Who is this kid? This kid's crazy." Um, He'll be cool. I just know that they're going to end up just putting him with the 205 Live guys at the end of the day, though, so... Oh. Uh, yeah. Where superstars go to die. Yes. Including, potentially, Enzo Amore. Well... Heard about that. They're thinking about dropping him to 205. Well, I mean... He posted an Instagram yeah. story, uh, like, the other week, and it was him on the wainscot, and he stood there with his top off, and he put, oh, look at that. £206. <laughs> like, just so you... <laughs> like, just like, yeah, I'm not going to 205 Live, but you are, Enzo. You're either you're going to 205 Live or, or you're going you're to going the job centre. To the job centre, so... <laughs> but, so that's the NXT TakeOver review. Uh, on a whole, a terrific show as usual. Mm-hmm. What you get from every NXT TakeOver. Yeah. NXT TakeOvers never fail to en- en- entice me. Yeah, the, the the brilliant shows, and we have three, t- sorry, two new champions from the night, mm. and I agree with every decision they made. I don't think it was time to take it off Asuka, but I thought it was time for perhaps Sanity to win it, yeah, yeah. and I thought it and was definitely time for yeah, Rude to Rude, go. it's time for him to he's, go on to bigger and better things. Yeah, he's had a glorious time in NXT, it's been pardon the pun. Glorious! And on that, we'll end the NXT TakeOver review. It's been a fantastic, fantastic, you could even say glorious time talking about it. We'll see you next time on the SummerSlam review, which you can find on iTunes. So thanks for listening, and please subscribe to the podcast if you want to catch every episode. And leave leave some reviews, because apparently that helps with the algorithms. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. yeah. Well, so please subscribe. Thanks for listening. See you next time.